Welcome to the I Give a F1 podcast. I'm Allison. And I'm Lynette. And we're here to talk about the latest news in Formula One. Hey, Lynette. How was your Hi. weekend? It was good. How was your weekend? <laughs> we're here to do our first post-race episode. I know. Oh, my gosh. This weekend was crazy. The race was insane. I don't think anybody saw it coming, all of the twists and turns that we saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but here we are a day later celebrating a very um, interesting victory. <laughs> yeah. We've absorbed it all in and are ready to talk about it now. <laughs> so do we want to get right into it? Yeah, let's go. There's, there's okay. a lot to talk about, I feel like, so might as well just get right yeah. into it. <laughs> Yeah, so we figured today we would just talk about the race and everything that happened throughout the race, team by team. Since most of y'all have probably watched the race, we just thought we would essentially recap it, but not do like a timeline of the race. So we're going to go team by team, talk about what each team took away this weekend, and we are going to probably brush over a little bit with qualifying and then into the race. And then once we're done talking about the race, we'll just head right into some news and end on a little bit of fun. So Lynette, do you want to bring us into qualifying? <laughs> yeah. So qualifying <laughs> got off to a little bit of a crazy start. Ferrari was already falling apart, literally. <laughs> so in Q1, Ferrari, uh, Charles Leclerc's car had a piece of the wheelbrow fall off and was just in the middle of the track. So that caused a red flag and he had to go back into the garage and they taped it all up. But luckily for him after that, <laughs> everything was okay. Um, but there was a little bit of a wait there and definitely not a good start. To Ferrari and even like confidence wise to have your car falling apart right as you head out. Um, but yeah, Q3, uh, we finally got to see what all the the new guys had to, you know, had to offer. Um, I thought Logan yes. Sargent did really good. Um, almost yes, I was surprised. Yeah. Yes, he did so good. He was really showing up at qualifying and our little American boy, he's just, yeah. you know, making a good first impression. So, <laughs> yeah, so that would have been really good for him if he made it into Q2. Um, but technically he didn't because he had the same exact time as Lando and Lando crossed the finish line first. So that's why he was right. able to um, go on ahead. But I think that's, right. that's a really good qualifying start for him. Yeah. Well, and we saw Red Bull, you know, they had the one-two lockup at the front. So they already came in having a lot of confidence into the race. And I think the one question mark that everybody had was, how was Aston Martin going to do? And I think yeah. that they were, they came in as a threat, but then qualifying, we saw, you know, Ferrari had, had three and four. And so where did that leave them? And, and in the race, you know, we really saw obviously the outcome there, but you know, they are a threat. They are, I think going into the race, they thought that they were going to be competing heavily with Mercedes. So that was a, a great show for them. And, you know, we're just happy to see old Alonzo just 
coming, yeah. making his comeback. <laughs> I'm excited to see that the rest of the season. But yeah, for Q3, for I was sure. kind of a little bit let down on Q3. Um, Charles only did one lap. Um, and then Aston, I was expecting Fernando to kind of do a little more since we had seen him kind of be at the top for the first two rounds. Um, you know, sometimes with Q3, like on the last, that last few seconds and, you know, once the time, time is out, you have them all crossing the finish line and it's like, oh my God, <laughs> every time someone crosses the line, this was kind of like, oh, okay, just, we, we only had like yeah. two or three cars, nothing really exciting. So yeah, Q3 was a little, a little weird, but yeah. And Leclerc st- stayed behind hoping that that extra pair of tires would help them out in the race. Yeah. Which so, uh, he ended up saying yeah. was, was a good strategy. Yeah. For them to start. Yeah, absolutely. Off, so. so yeah, that was pretty much qualifying. Yep. So race day. Do you want to get into it? The results. Um, <laughs> we can start out with Red Bull if you want, since they were the least exciting story of the yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> least exciting. So Max, um, on how you, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Well, yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> but I just meant in a sense of there wasn't much activity at the front, yeah. <laughs> uh, at least at least with those two. So Max, you know, he he really ran away with this race. I will say, you know, I think if there is anyone who can break the Bahrain curse. And if you know, you know, it's Max. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you heard of the curse, Lynette? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So every year since what, like 2017? I know, I know. Every year since like 2017 or something, you know, for those of you who don't know about the Bahrain curse, um, whoever has finished first in the race has end up, ended up finishing second in the world championship. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know how much weight this is going to have this year, given the fact that Max is coming in with a lot of confidence and a lot of history winning world championships. But here we are, and we'll see at the end of the season what happens. Yeah. And a really, really fast car. (laughs) We saw that for sure. Exactly. Yeah. He pretty much just took off and was not seen again (laughs) unless he was lapping cars, you know, having to do a pit stop. They didn't even show him. Yeah. They didn't even show him on TV, like hardly at all during the race. It was like there was no activity in the front at all except for him. Mm-hmm. So good for Max. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're happy to see him, uh, you know, winning races. He's, he's definitely an amazing driver. Um, Perez, what do we think this means for Perez? You know, he, he got second, and that's probably exactly where the team wanted him to, uh, to be, you know, competing at the front. So mm-hmm. – what do you think this means for Perez in the future and his future at Red Bull? I mean, I think this year he really, really has to bring it. Like, no excuses. Obviously, the pace of the car is there, at least from what we've seen this race. So right. he needs to stay up there if he wants to keep that seat with with Red Bull because Red Bull's brutal. <laughs> They'll yeah. get rid of you at any moment for during sure. the, the season. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, they both had really, really good pace and I think there might even be more in that car because they were just ahead so far. It's like so far ahead that they were probably just kind of taking it easy, taking care of the tires, like not really pushing, pushing, you know? Right. I think there's probably more in that car than we saw this weekend. Right. Well, 
Next up, we have Aston Martin. Do you want to cover Aston Martin for us? Yes, Aston Martin. So the rumors are true. <laughs> they are pretty quick. <laughs> they're back, and, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're back. Alonso's back. Um, so, yeah, uh, Fernando had, well, both of the Aston Martins had kind of a scary little start with Lance Stroll right. bumping into the back of Fernando. Um, and it was funny because Fernando actually didn't even know that it was Stroll that hit him the whole entire time. He thought I know. He kept asking on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We're not going to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, lucky for Lance and Aston Martin, nothing happened because if they would have ruined that race, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, he did really, he, I think he had a really, really good drive. It was ex exciting. I think that's probably the most exciting part of the race. Everybody was just eyes on Fernando and, and see how far up he could get. Cause they said yeah. he ended up losing a couple of spots with that incident. Um, so just imagine if he would have had a clean start. I mean, it probably just would have been even easier than it was to pass the Mercedes right. and Carlos Sainz. Um, and yeah, mm -hmm. but he made it on the podium, his first race with Aston Martin. Crazy. Crazy, yeah, crazy. His 99th podium also. Yes. I was going to ask you, so do you know how many races it had been since – Alonzo had one. Well, one actually. Let me see. Since his last podium, do you know how many races it had been since his last podium? No, I over quite a few. <laughs> okay, so remember. it's been 20, 24 races since his last podium. And actually, the driver on the grid who has had the most races? races since. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. 24 races since his last podium. And the driver with the most races since their last podium was Magnuson. So it's been 140 races for Magnuson since he's seen a podium. <laughs> we would Gosh. love for that to happen <laughs> for him at some point. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I thought that was an interesting fact of the day 24 races okay and so then we had stroll who did end up racing this weekend he had you know the issue with his wrist he had hairline fractures yeah. i think on both of his wrists and he also had a broken toe which is crazy so what yeah yeah, I didn't hear he that. Had a broken toe also <laughs> so wow he was all messed up and i don't know if you saw after um practice they had to help him get out of the car. And yeah, I thought car. for sure. Yeah, everyone was really gonna, concerned. Yeah, I thought for sure he wasn't going to take part in qualifying, but he did. I don't know what kind of shots they gave him, what kind of medication he was on. But um, considering all of that, yeah. he had a really good race. And um, this, like, also, just like Perez, like, I think this is his year to really show us what he's got. You know, I know a lot of people give him crap <laughs> for having the seed and not really kind of showing to us why he has that seat. So, I mean, this is his time to really show us like you have the car, so no excuses. Like you can't be making right. any more of these little 
unnecessary mistakes, like forgetting to look into your rear view mirror, um, getting distracted with the steering wheel. So I think with what he showed us this weekend, you know, racing and the condition that he was in, like, hopefully this will be the year that he kind of lets us know, like, look, I deserve to be in this car. So yeah, we'll see. Well, Well, he definitely put me in my place. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was, I was coming into the season being like, oh, Lance is out, like, or Mm -hmm. he'll never be out, but he just will never perform. And, you know, he put me right in my place, Lynette. Like he was like, I'm here and don't count me out. I mean, he beat Russell for sixth and good for him. So, yeah, so hopefully we see some some good drives from him and some good fights, clean fights from him. So. Right. Yeah, clean. That's the key word. Yeah. <laughs> so so next up we have I'm going to cover McLaren, if that's OK, just because yeah. I think if there were any big losers for yesterday's race, it had to have been McLaren. Poor Piastri. Let me tell you, this kid, he has not had any good luck since starting racing in Formula One, it seems. You know, he was having issues in testing, and he was having issues at the race as well. Um, He had to pit almost at the very beginning of the race with steering wheel issues and had to retire. They said it was a gearbox issue and electrical-related you know, it's unfortunate that he wasn't able to finish the race and it didn't stop there. You know, we, we saw Lando had, had issues starting on lap 11 and he ended up having to pit several times. He pit, he pit, he had a pit stop on lap 18 and then he had, I think he had a total of, what was it? Six pit stops. Yeah. Five or six. He just, (laughs) He just kept going. You know, he was, he wanted to finish that race. He did not want a DNF. So he ended up yeah. finishing dead last. And that's poor, poor McLaren, you know, just had a horrible day. Yeah. Awful, awful start for them. And I saw this morning that, um, so they discovered an issue with Lando's car, like just after the race started, it was the, it was a pneumatic pressure leak. Um, and they just kind of, let him like they just wanted to keep him going to see how you know how the car went with that and really there was nothing that they could do to fix it so they they let him out they left him out there just in case there was a safety car or anything else you know that might maybe bring them some luck and get them Change some points their luck. yeah it didn't work out right so. um is did they ever report back on what happened with Piastri? Was it the same issue? I mean, I know he had a gearbox issue, but I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if it was something else as well. Yeah, no, I haven't seen anything else on that, on what happened to okay. him. Yeah. But. Well, anyway, they they uh, they ended the, the day on a sour note, unfortunately. Hopefully we can get them some cars that can actually finish a race this season. Yeah, but hopefully. that's all we have for. <laughs> yeah, there's, that's all there's we have not for McLaren. much else to let's, say on let's, McLaren. Just let's let it from, lie. Yeah, yeah, they went from a bad testing and quality to an even worse <laughs> race. Yep. So, do you want to take over Ferrari? Yeah, let's, <laughs> there's a lot to say about Ferrari. 
<laughs> so there is a lot to say. Yeah. So I get up, I turn on, the, you know, get ready to watch the race. And I see that they had to change his bat. Charles battery was changed, um, mm -hmm. but there was no penalty for that. Right before um, the race. Yeah. Right before the race, they had to change that. And they mm -hmm. also had to change um, some control electronics, which actually ended up being the problem at the end, which made him DNF. It was with the control electronics, or at least that's what they're saying. Um, but yeah, so that's not a good start for for the season. It is um, not. They're only allowed <laughs> two of each of those. So eventually penalties for sure are coming. Um, but anyways, <laughs> the start of the race, uh, like Charles had mentioned, he was happy with the, the choice of tires that they started on. And that seemed to work out because um, he was able to take past um, Perez and take second. Um, but mm -hmm. that's pretty much yeah. The start was great. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much where the the good news like ended for Charles ended. because mm -hmm. he ended up getting passed. So Perez took back second, and they just did not have the pace to catch up to the Red Bulls at all. And um, towards the end, when they were talking about tires, um, which tires to go on, were they going to go all the way to the end of the race on the hards? And to me, I mean, either way, either option that you chose, there was no way they were going to make up a position because either your hard mm -hmm. tires were just going to run out at the end of the race and you couldn't fight or you're going to go in for a pit stop, you know, take up that time and you're just going to end up in in the same spot. So. They ended up pitting and just to make sure they had tires that lasted to the end of the race to not lose any more positions. Um, but yeah, Charles wasn't able to finish. Um, it was on lap 41, I believe, that the engine went out. Yep, lap 41. He had yeah, to retire. And, and Carlos finished, luckily for him, but he <laughs> was passed by Fernando. Um, and right. he was able to keep fourth, which I thought for a second there that Lewis was actually going to go ahead and pass him for that, for that position. But right. he, yeah, he was able to keep him back and keep that fourth position. But yeah, Ferrari's not looking very happy. They're not looking confident. I mean, Charles in the interviews afterwards, he could barely even say anything good or positive about Ferrari, like what they were looking mm. forward to. You know, usually they're like, oh, we're going to work on this. You know, we have some work to do, but I'm, you know, we'll, we'll get back at it. And he was just like, oh, well, we had a good tire strategy and that's about it. That's all I can say. <laughs> so he's feeling very, yeah. very, he's not happy. Yeah. It's not looking good. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully for sure. they, I mean, they, I, I mean, don't know. yeah, maybe this was like a one race uh, thing and, and they'll get it back together for the other races, but um, even Fred, right. when they were interviewing him, he wasn't, he, he said actually that they were expecting reliability issues now for the rest of the year. And, you know, they're just going to have to wait and see every, every track is different. So, but they, they yeah. none of them were looking very positive looking forward. So for one team, we saw some improvement, although I can't quite tell you where they will be at the end of the season yet. It's still kind of a wild card and that is Mercedes. So Russell took home sixth and Hamilton took home fifth. 
Hamilton and George were having a bit of a pace war at the beginning of the race. You know, George had radioed in saying, you know, how's Hamilton's pace? I feel like I have more. There was a lot of, you know, questions as to whether or not they were going to flip the cars. They did not. Um, They ended up uh, for, well, Hamilton, Pitt, and George and Fernando go at it on lap 13. They kind of went back and forth a few times, which was really interesting. And then it ended up that, you know, George had to pit and was behind Lewis again. And Carlos and Lewis battled it out for that number four position at the very end. I will say, I I think this is a step forward for Mercedes. You know, they didn't have any reliability issues. They had a good strategy. I just think that they don't have the pace, and maybe they will find some with some upgrades this season. But I think at the, you know, at, after the race, Hamilton seemed positive, and I think that it's just, you know, the positivity moving forward into the season is going to do them only good things. So, you know, it's not probably the result that they wanted, but with Ferrari kind of losing out on that number three spot, I think that it showed that they're going to take the fight to Aston Martin this season as much as they possibly can. Yeah, I think that's who they're going to be fighting with this season. But yeah, I'm actually I'm surprised you say that you see that they had a step forward because to me, like the reaction from Toto, like Toto just said that that was one of the worst races ever race. And maybe because they oh, were yes. expecting more. And so to them, they're looking at it as a step back and just like an awful, awful race. But I mean, yeah. when you look at the other competitors, so like Ferrari, right, they have reliability issues. And that's something that Mercedes is pretty good at. So you can see that they can go ahead like last year, just take advantage of the mistakes and the reliability issues that the other teams might have. Um, But maybe, I guess, maybe they weren't expecting to really be in that fight with Aston Martin. Like maybe they thought they were going to be a little bit better. But yeah, I feel like they were, they were kind of disappointed with, with this race. And um, yeah, I also thought I was a little confused when George was asking about Lewis and asking if something was wrong because um, he had he, that he was faster than him. Um, but I guess once Lewis went in to change the tires, he was able to get all of that under control. So maybe with those uh, soft tires that they had on, he wasn't able to really get anything out of the car. So I think the, it performed better with the hards for both of them. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I think I know they're they're kind of like talking about how bad of a race it was, but I I think as the season goes on, they'll they'll get better and improve just like last year. So I don't yeah, see and I them think as yeah, I don't see it as like a horrible race like some are saying. Yeah, and I think that they're exactly where they said they were going to be. I mean, they said they were going to be fighting with Aston Martin. They ended up finishing ahead of one of the Ferraris. So at the end of the day, I don't see it as being a horrible day for Mercedes. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Toto, obviously, he has his own future plans for the team. I think Hamilton saw it as a positive that they were able to hold back one of the Aston Martins. And 
You know, it yeah. wasn't a bad day all in all for them. Yeah, I don't think so either. Unless they're looking at it like, well, the only reason we were ahead of that one Ferrari was because they didn't finish. And also Lance was injured, so he wasn't given it True. all that he had probably. And so if you think about it, then that means they would have been two Ferraris and two Aston Martins ahead of them. So maybe they that's what the issue is, that they know that Aston Martin is maybe just a little bit faster than them and maybe they won't be able to fight um, with them. But I don't think – I mean, Mercedes always um, comes up with something. Yeah. The positive for Mercedes, though, here is that, you know, Ferrari is having reliability issues Mm -hmm. and they will eventually most likely be taking that penalty. So is the fight really between Aston Martin or is it between Ferrari and Mercedes? Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe Aston Martin goes away with number two, but they're still fighting with Ferrari (laughs) on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll see where, where they end up, but I think all in all, it was a successful day with both of the cars finishing, finishing up in the top 10 and not having many reliability issues. I think Mercedes is, you know, able to look at the positives from this weekend and move forward. So anyway, we will, yeah. So let's move on to, to a team that definitely surprised us all in a good way. And that is Williams. Do you want to talk about Williams? Yeah. So Albon finished in the points for Williams in this first race. So that's looking good. Um, kicking it off with a, a point. Um, and they, he also said that the car was feeling really good. And so everything's just looking really, really good for Williams right now. Um, they're not, you know, like this is the first time in a long time that they're not really at the back. And I mean, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they, they wouldn't score a point at all. And if they did, it would come later in the year. So to start off with um, a point, I think, is is really great for them. And they just seem really yes, happy with and the Sergeant, the car and all of that. And Sergeant finished 12th, which is great. It shows that he's able to keep up with Albon. You know, this is his first race in Formula One. I definitely think there's more to see with Logan Sargent. So. I guess we'll just have to, you know, keep an eye on him over the next few races and hopefully he starts competing with his with his teammate a little more and maybe finishes ahead of him if you know more than more likely than not. So that's my that's what I would like to see happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it could happen. I mean, you saw in his first first of all the qualifying, you know, he almost made it to Q2 and now his first race, he he caught he was right there with his teammate and not too far away from the points. So as each race goes on and he gets more comfortable with the car and just the feeling of everything, I think um, he will be up there in the points and also fighting with his, with his teammate. For sure. It's going to be nice to see for Williams. Right. So for one uh, team, I will say that did not have as great of an outcome as we would have hoped was Haas. Now, for some reason, I just thought Hulkenberg was going to really take home some, it seemed like he was doing well at some point and then he was having issues. He had front wing damage and Magnuson ended up beating Hulkenberg, you know, on a team, on a team by team basis, you know, within the race. But 
I just felt like overall it was a a real crappy day for Haas. And, you know, where do they go from here? Yeah. It looked like they it was gonna gonna be good for them with uh Nico starting in tenth. You know, he made it to Q three. That that's right. huge. But yeah, so he ended up having two penalties. Um, totaling 15 seconds and it was for exceeding track limits. So that pushed him back a lot in, right. in with his finish. Um, but yeah, both, I think both of them just didn't really, really do much this race. I didn't see anything, yeah. you know, that they could look forward to or, or I don't know. They were just kind of, eh. yeah, well, <laughs> We we had to have some some losers at the end of the day, you know, and unfortunately, Alpha Tauri was another one. I, I did find it interesting to see Sonoda had beat out DeVries, you know, in our predictions, we were thinking DeVries was going to run away with this from the very beginning. <laughs> and it shows maybe he still has some work to do, although I did see that they sort of left him high and dry with that pit stop behind the safety car towards the end of the race. Mm-hmm. They ended up pitting Sonoda, and they did not pit Debris for new tires. Yeah, and it was a really short safety car or period, so maybe they just didn't have enough time because um, it went really fast, and not many of them were able to go in there and and do a pit stop. But Nick also right. started nineteenth, so that didn't help him at all for the race. Um, but yeah, True. I was expecting more from him and I didn't really see, see anything, um, or at least they didn't show any action from him. So yeah, I was expecting more, like right. you said. So, uh, we also can't not bring up the Alpine situation. Yeah. Speaking with of Ocon. losers <laughs> of the race, poor, <laughs> poor Ocon. <laughs> Yes. Um, they were really picking on the French in this race, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so, so Ocon, you know, he, he, Ocon and Gasly, unfortunately for Gasly started, you know, he started way in the back, but he ended up, you know, pulling ahead. Uh, he went from dead last to ninth, which is amazing. I think he would have yeah, been driver he... of the day had, had Alonzo not taken third, but he had a great race. And then Ocon, some, Poor Ocon, you know, first it was that he had, he had started in the wrong position on the grid. So he was slightly over, you know, those markers where he's supposed to be. And so they ended up giving him a five second, second penalty. He got front wing damage. He ended up pitting and they served the five second penalty the wrong way. So they got a 10 second penalty for that. And he got another penalty for speeding in the pit lane by like 0.000 something. I don't remember, but it was like so (laughs) tiny. So he ended up getting like 35 seconds in penalties total. And at the end of the race, they were like, just bring it in. We're done. (laughs) They ended up retiring him. (laughs) And so when, uh, for the pit stop, when he served it incorrectly, the mechanic touched the car 0.4 seconds too early. So all of the penalties that he got were like just barely, barely, like, you know, 0.4 seconds. And then I think it was, yeah, like you said, 0.1 um, uh, KPH <laughs> on the on the pit lane. So, yeah. yeah. And, 
you mentioned they retired the car just to save. There was nothing wrong. They just retired it so that they could save no. the engine and stuff, which I kind of don't agree with. I feel like, hmm, that's a little bit of cheating. Like you yeah. need to finish the race unless something is absolutely wrong with the car. So I don't agree with that one. Yeah, it was funny. That. Somebody said somebody said they wanted to I, – I, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was the team principal said um, – you know, we wanted to retire the car before we got any any more penalties yeah. for the day. <laughs> Just call it a day, and that's so, it. But, but yeah, Pierre, but Pierre um, did have a good race, so at least that's something good for Alpine. Mm-hmm. You know, they the car is there without without all the penalties and issues. Um, he gained eleven point uh, eleven places and finished in ninth and got two points, which is. Um, really good considering he started at the back last, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. Yep. So, so at least despite what happened with Ocon, Alpine can like look ahead and be like, okay, this was like a one off thing. We just need to be careful and, and not make right. those mistakes again. Well, uh, I think all we have left is Alfa Romeo, right? So we have, you know, Bottas who finished eighth and Joe who started in 16th and finished 13th. I feel like overall their race was pretty uneventful and I, you know, it's great that Bottas finished in the points though. I will say that's, that's one positive that they can take away from the weekend that they do have a car that has pace that can compete in the top 10. So now it's just up to Joe to kind of get up there with his teammate and compete. Yeah. I feel like he needs to step it up a little bit and, and do a little more in that car. Um, but yeah, they, I, I feel like they also just didn't really, didn't do much. Um, really the only time you saw them was I saw Botas a couple times on, on the screen, but he was either getting passed or, um, lapped or something. Right. <laughs> Not really because yeah. he was, um, there was any action going on, which, um, brings me to this point of the race. I feel like we were expecting a lot of midfield action. And there was nothing, I think. Yeah. I think there was a lot of action, but mm-hmm. it but was not what kind we of were all expecting. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of, it wasn't racing. It was like issues. Everyone was having issues. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I think we thought we would have a lot closer of a race in the midfield and and hope and hopefully even in the front. And we really had nothing in the front, especially with Red Bull, you know, just running away with that race. And then really all the the excitement came from penalties, came from DNFs, came from, mm-hmm. you know, just overall <laughs> bad. Yeah, for, yeah, Fernando. Um, Fernando was really our only exciting, exciting part of the day, I feel. So unfortunately, it was... I thought it was very, very fun to watch just with all of the the craziness that happened. But I'm hoping that they can get their issues settled, all of the, the teams, and just race. Yeah, and have some good races. And, and you know, every every track is different and brings different challenges. Mm-hmm. And some, some cars are better on some tracks than others. So, um, I'm, you know, right. I'm sure we're going to get some, some good races. And as the season goes on and everybody brings their upgrades and fixes any issues that they have, I think we'll, we'll have some better fights. Right. Hopefully in, both in the midfield and in the front. 
So we're going to end the episode with some latest news, but I didn't find a ton of news that was not race related. So some of the items that we have today pertain to the race, but one that did not was that Williams are set Williams are set to have a special golf livery for the Miami GP weekend, just like McLaren did in Monaco 2021. So that should be exciting to see a new livery. And I think earlier when you and I were chatting about this, you know, it's, it is interesting that all of these teams are wanting to do their liveries, their special liveries in the United States. Yeah, it is. And I wonder if the sponsors have anything to do with that, if they're um, involved in the decision making of what race they're gonna they're gonna do that. So like maybe golf um, mm-hmm. chose or wanted to have have it in Miami or in the U.S. just because maybe that's where they feel more of their their customers are or their target audiences. But yeah, I think it's 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 funny how right. Red Bull is doing all their special liveries in the U.S. and now this one and. I'm sure there's going to be some other teams to pop up and and do something special for the U.S. races. But yeah, the golf livery is definitely a favorite, I feel like, of the fans. They really like that blue and orange combo like they did with uh, McLaren. It's just something different, right? (laughs) Than their normal all blue. But um, anyway, so another news item we have is, you know, obviously with Toto Wolf, now he's like you said earlier, been maybe overreacting, maybe not. I'm not sure. But he's now saying that they need to completely change the concept of the W14. So I'm I'm pretty sure that, you know, they're going to add those side pods and try to get something closer to what a lot of the teams have already on the track. And it means that they're a little behind. But that is what Toto Wolf was reportedly saying. And then as well, George was reported saying that – he predicts Red Bull will win every single race this season. I really hope so, not. That would be if, that would uh, not if, be if, fun at all. Uh, um, yeah. And I was thinking, I hope that it doesn't like every race is not how it was because it was just it reminded me of like 2012, 2013 with Vettel and Red Bull. And that's literally how every race was like he would take off and just disappear. He was I mean ahead by so much like they wouldn't even show him you know it was like he just showed up at the end all right I gave him my trophy and like it's not fun even if you're a fan because you want to see your driver um get in like on the action and like really fight for it and um so even for Red Bull fans I don't think that would be fun just seeing them ahead like that not even fighting against each other so yeah hopefully it's not (laughs) And about Mercedes uh, changing the car, I like, I wonder if this mm-hmm. is even, like you said, like they're overreacting and maybe like jumping the gun and changing the car completely. Like, is that something that you want to do right now? Like, what if you end up taking a step back even more instead of just developing the car as it is right now? I mean, last year they were able right. to do it and... And at the end, towards the end of the season, I feel like they had a lot of improvements. And I mean, it got really close with um, with them right. and Ferrari. So I wonder, like, OK, how many changes are you going to make? Because maybe it might not work out how you want it to. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, who knows where where Red Bull will be up towards the the middle of the season? I mean, there was one report saying that you know, after the second pit stop, both Red Bull drivers were told to reduce the engine power with 10 laps remaining. And if they hadn't have reduced their power, they would have been like around a second per lap faster than everybody. So, I mean, how much can you improve in one season to catch up to that sort of pace? I just don't know. But they are definitely looking as though they may run away with it this season. So, We'll see, but that's what we have for the news. And I figured we would end on something a little fun today, Lynette. Another trivia <laughs> we question. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I found a trivia question for you that I think would be Gosh. really cool. So okay. let's see what you know, girl. And you never okay. tell me what they are, so I can't go and try no, and <laughs> figure out the answer. <laughs> it's always a surprise if I have one or not, yeah. but... This one came up. I thought it was pretty cool. Okay. So which <laughs> which F1 drivers know the most languages? So you know they're very they're they're worldly men. They yeah. love they're they're raised in in you know several different countries speaking several different languages. <laughs> lifestyle yeah. over here. Yeah. So we know they know a lot of a lot of different languages, but but who knows the most it could be one, it could be two, it could be three. Who knows the mo- who has the most mm-hmm. languages under I, I'm gonna go with Charles. Okay. I think I also went with him last time that you asked me a <laughs> trivia question. <laughs> okay, so Unfortunately, you're incorrect, but I, okay. I did find I'm gonna it have to very... stop going with Charles. He's, he's not <laughs> cutting it for me. <laughs> there he's are letting three... me down. <laughs> there are three drivers that speak four languages on the grid. So let me start with the monolingual drivers, the one, mm-hmm. one language drivers. Lewis Hamilton, he only knows English. Apparently, he learned French and Italian in the past, but he only speaks English uh, fluently. Lando Norris, Belgian mother, she, he knows some Spanish, but, and Italian, but he is only fluent in English. Oscar Piastri, only fluent in English. Logan Sargent, is that a surprise? No, we live in America, and, like, (laughs) It's so unfortunate that Americans don't take learning other languages seriously. But Logan Sargent, English only. George Russell, English only. And apparently the British and Australians too, because once you know English, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, so we've got some bilingual, that's two language drivers. Sergio Perez, Spanish and English. Joe Guan Yu, Mandarin and English. Lance Stroll, French and English, mm-hmm. Bottas, Finnish and English, Kevin Magnuson, Danish and English, Yuki, French, I'm sorry, Japanese and English, and then Albon, 
speaks both Thai and English. So those are the bilinguals. The trilinguals, Leclerc has English, French, and Italian. Carlos, Italian, English, and Spanish. Nico, English, German, and Dutch. Pierre, English, French, and Italian. And Max, do you know which languages Max speaks? English, Dutch, and French. German. German. Okay. That okay, makes more and sense. Then, <laughs> and then our, I don't know how to pronounce, polyglot drivers. They know four. Polyglot. Uh-huh. <laughs> they know four languages. Those are our three drivers that know the most languages. Esteban Ocon, he speaks English, French, Italian, and Spanish. Fernando speaks Spanish, English, French, and Italian. So, same. And then mm-hmm. Nick Nick DeVries, he speaks Italian, Dutch, English, and French. Oh. So, <laughs> well, that's that- <laughs> interesting. That was that's a fun your- little trivia question. <laughs> I think I'm going to have so to the- um, start going with Ocon now. Yeah, because <laughs> he was the one with the longest name too. That's true. That's true. So, <laughs> the, so those are those are our winners for most most languages, languages. known, spoken frequently, fluently. Are mm-hmm. Esteban, Fernando, and Nick. So that's and that's how all many we languages have for you all today. Do you speak, <laughs> girl. I speak two. <laughs> it's called, it's English and it's it's. Texan, okay? (laughs) Whatever comes Okay, (laughs) y'all. Texan, that's uh, a whole other language in itself right there. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) No, but uh, Lynette, you probably, what do you speak? English and English, Spanish? Spanish. Yes. Good for you, girl. Fluently. And uh, I did learn French in high school, so I still kind of remember it. Look Pretty at good. you. And uh, I've tried to learn Italian. I'm working on it. Well, I so. I studied abroad, like like I had told you before, in Italy. And I learned phrases to help me get, get from one place to the next, but did not ever end up speaking fluent Italian. That's probably the one <laughs> language I would want to learn. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty easy so, once you know Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's all we have for y'all today. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you back after the Jetta race. We may do a, an episode before Jetta, but if there's not much to report on, we'll see you after Jetta. We'll report on that race. And again, thank you so much for listening. Follow us on all the social channels, Instagram, TikTok, and we are also on YouTube and Spotify. If you could, please rate our podcast and subscribe. We would so appreciate it. And that's all we have for y'all today. And so we will, I guess, see you in two weeks. Right, Lynette? Yep. Yep. Unless anything exciting comes out, any breaking news, then maybe we'll be here next week. But for sure, before or sorry, after Jetta. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, we'll talk to y'all later. Thanks, Lynette. Bye. Bye.